Welcome to the Digital Transformation of Business podcast, brought to you by Hughes, an Echo Star company. All right, welcome to another episode. My name is Chuck. Joined here with Brian. Brian's going to lead the discussion today, and also Calvin. Welcome, guys. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. We got an interesting topic today, and it's a very it's a topic that everybody's talking about right now: AI, artificial intelligence. Yeah, I think there's a lot of companies that obviously you heard of AI, but because it's so new, they are scared to to dabble in it right scared to really take advantage of it and so today i want to talk about the consequences of not using ai the consequences of not yeah using AI. yeah okay and so ai i i think in in my experience it is something more than just chat gtp right or kids in high school that are are using it to to cheat i shouldn't say cheat but <laughs> to write to, papers to write yeah. to write papers right I've actually like started to see AI as a personal assistant with a personality, mm. right? Doing tasks with it, but also ask, asking it questions. That helps me to dive deeper into a subject. And so as I started to have more conversations with AI and go deeper and treat AI like a like an actual person, I've, I've been reaping the, the rewards and, and the benefits from it. So it's, it's almost actually replacing in certain ways for me a search engine like google right, right. now be- because it's a it's more of a prompt right where with google you you type in a, a keyword and you get a list of results where with with ai type in a question or more of a prompt and then i can have a conversation to to lead me to the results that right. i want so as i'm using it and, and and using it in this in this way i'm like man there's a lot of people that aren't taking advantage of it. And I, I think it's, it's because of that that first wave, you hear kids that are, are using it to write papers, right? <laughs> and then also people just don't know how to really use it or leverage it. So I want to talk about those. So searches, like a Google search, doesn't actually give you information or answers to any question. It gives you links yeah. to websites that have that information. Right. So now you're taking an extra step. You're going from, you know, back and forth into, this, uh, into these different links. Whereas yeah. AI can basically give you that information and have a conversation with you. And then you can, you can modify it as you converse, right? Yes, exactly. You, you, can, go, you can continue to go deeper and deeper. And that's something, yeah, you're missing out a whole piece of information but you're also adding on to your research or your operations or your frameworks of how you want to discover information, right? Mm. Because that extra step. And so that's one of the first things is the consequence of not using AI is operational inefficiencies, right? There's things that AI can do within your frameworks and your processes in literally 0.5 seconds than what a human and I know that there's talks and fears about AI taking over jobs, <laughs> which, I mean, it, like it is what it is, right? This is the next step in, in evolution, I think, in in our society, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to, to, to business. And, and one, one thing that I read that kind of supports what you're claiming is I saw a technology review from MIT, and that said that CIOs and academics do not expect large-scale automation threats. Instead, they believe the broader workforce will be liberated from time-consuming work to focus on higher-value areas of insight, mm-hmm, such as mm-hmm. strategy and business value. Mm-hmm. See, that's see, okay, that's key. I'm happy you brought that up because it's 
going through that process of going to Google and trying to find the results, the AI is more insightful in the results that you get based off of that. Yes. And a good example, using AI, I was able to write like an ebook, infographic content, like four blogs in no time. Oh, two days. It was yeah. crazy. Now, you know, uh, our, our boss came and saw it and he was like, hey, man, I know this. <laughs> I know this is, <laughs> he can tell. I, everybody, can, everybody can tell. Yeah. And so what that made me do, this was actually put me on my journey of how I got to this point right here, which was searching for prompts and ways to make it sound like myself. So as I was mm -hmm. doing research and I started to, to follow these AI, quote unquote, gurus, they were giving tips on how to humanize AI for your needs and then specifically from a content perspective. So you know, they recommended, hey, find any type of writers that you like and or businesses. To emulate to, those. Yep, mm -hmm. and, and then throw your own flavor, your own style by doing this and by doing that. And then having it to rewrite it. Not say it in this tone, not say it in this way. Make this one, make, make this yeah, session funny, yeah. right? Throw this stat in here when you do it. And now they can't tell. There's also, there are, are some AI services that will quote unquote humanize what you have generated elsewhere. Yeah. And also you can train the AI in some places to your style, mm -hmm. right? To, yeah. to you, the more you give it, the more you provide it samples of yeah. what you've maybe written before or even your voice or whatever. It can learn your personality and everything. So the humanization of AI has come a long way in a very short amount of time. Yeah, that's in, a good point. In my opinion, I don't think that AI is going to be good enough to replace us for at least quite a while. Mm -hmm. I think for some, some time within the next, I don't know, could be five years, could be 20 years, we're going to have to continue to learn how to work together with AI. Yeah. And I think there's some good examples of that. We have to look at AI beyond just the large language models, the LLMs, they call mm -hmm. them like the chat GPTs. Mm -hmm. One of the good examples that I've found, Chuck, you might be familiar with this one, is Adobe Firefly. Yes. In terms of how humans and AIs can work together to streamline the process and, and make better products. I really like what Adobe Firefly is able to do because you can do things like make edits or incorporate your ideas and work into images, all based off of just text prompts. So you can tell Adobe Firefly, hey, make this image a little bit more yellow or add some different hues or give me yes. something along those lines. And you could do all that yourself. Like you're you know, a creative it guy, it would take longer, but by using and incorporating AI, you're able to streamline the process and make the same quality of content, but at a much higher pace. Anytime that a new technology emerges, people always fear that it's going to replace jobs. And, and in some cases that is true absolutely true but it, it really just requires you to adapt and the example that calvin's using here is that like you go into photoshop or illustrator one of these adobe programs and let's say you have a picture of a park with some trees and some grass and the art director says hey i want this image to have a, a, a puppy right here for whatever reason now that's a labor-intensive process to go find a picture of a puppy and then mm -hmm. make sure it fits and make sure the lighting is right alter it cut it out all these different things it's doable in a manual way, but Firefly, Adobe's now saying, okay, draw a little square where you want the puppy, type in the word puppy, hit enter, and it'll give you immediately three puppies that are photorealistic that'll match the, the, the photo around it, the lighting, everything will be matched. And if you don't like any of those, you could adjust the prompt or just regenerate that. And that's, that's a great point too that you make up there. And think about the my competitor that's not using AI versus my process, right? So with Photoshop, Photoshop has a, a feature now where I can circle something in the image 
and then say turn this to blue. So before though, Chuck, haven't you noticed I haven't been hitting you up? <laughs> oh, you've been utilizing this <laughs> I, yeah, stuff. Yeah, nice. think about this from a competitive advantage versus a disadvantage. I'm able to find. I'm able to create a blog post, right? From that process I, I talked about. Then I find an image, download that image, put it into Photoshop, and change the color that I want just to match our, our brand colors. And then I'm and then boom. Then I just send it to our team for approval and then it's up so now i'm able to pump out more content it's faster for me to go to market than my competitors right when it right, comes right. to product content whatever the case is because of that yeah so anybody listening to this calvin said you don't really need to replace you know people within the process but it could I think speed you up. shouldn't yeah you shouldn't replace people at least not yet it's definitely not to the point where i think anybody should be being replaced there's actually a, a funny example I saw that's been in the news recently. Maybe you guys have heard about it of a certain car dealership that was trying to replace customer service representatives. So when you message the car dealership through the chat tool, it was fully chat GPT, wow, nothing okay. else. It wasn't, it didn't have any oversight by any other people or anything like that. And what somebody did was they started talking to the car dealership through chat GPT and they convinced it through a series of prompt engineering to make a legally binding offer to sell them a car for $1. Wow. <laughs> and obviously the dealership did not honor this deal. <laughs> right. But it's a great example of why ChatGPT and AI as a whole is not quite yet ready to fully take on the mantle of what a human can do. So to that example, I would say who, however that company set that up, they the way they set that up was the first couple of blogs that I sent over to our boss and he came and was like, this is not, you know what I mean? So you have to, so I, I may not be a great writer naturally, but through the process of learning it and studying it and going deeper into AI as a writer. So now it's more of, I like now I, I consider myself a great writer when it comes to creating content through AI. And so it's taking whatever you want AI to do and go deeper into that and learning how to use it the way that, you know, the way that it's set up or the way that it could be used, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not as simple as set up and go, right? Just like that, the, the car dealer example, just like the example with how you can see how my blogs weren't that great or my concepts and content weren't, weren't that great. And I think that's uh, probably another reason why people don't use it is because think about that experience that that car dealership had. They're probably like, oh, I, we're never using this again. Yeah, God, this is stupid. <laughs> like anybody that believes in this crap is, oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and because when that happened with me, I was like, oh, shoot, I guess I'm not using this. I went back to the process, but then because things were taking so long, I was like, no, I got to figure this out. And then I, I was able to go a little bit deeper. Another one, as far as the consequences of using it, I thought this was interesting, talent attraction and retention issues. Ooh. As AI becomes more important to a business, companies not using AI may struggle to attract and retain employees. Like with me, for example, in, in, in our job, if there was a straight, hey, we're not using no type of AI, like that would be sad for me based off of would I have been able to do it? If and somebody recruiting you had that as their policy, oh, no. you wouldn't take the job. Oh, no, no. Because you would know that you have to do a lot more mm -hmm. manual work and effort, and you wouldn't be able to grow or achieve as much as you could mm -hmm. otherwise. And, 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 the, and the thing is, it's not about working more or working less. It's understanding that I don't have to. I don't have to. 
right because of the experience it's like in math class when your teacher told you you couldn't use a calculator and you were like man why not here to stay i always say the same like this is you don't know what you don't know until you know it. people if i didn't know how much success i i, I could have because I've, I've had it it's i'm like i can't put myself in that situation because i can go to another company that is allowing us to use the technology and they can get 10 times more production from me yeah you, you know what i'm saying see the yeah, difference there yeah. i can be 10 times better over here because i'm able to use this now 12 months ago i would have questioned that 10 times productivity thing but i'm seeing <laughs> now that like the advances in ai are so fast that each update for for example chat gpt they update it once it's 10 times more powerful than the previous version and yeah. then they update it again it's 10 times more powerful than that previous version mm -hmm. so it's exponential growth in its capabilities and its intelligence and its efficiency and etc this plays into the the fears that people have is that it's becoming too smart too fast but from a productivity angle yeah it's becoming more efficient very fast yeah. in a short amount of time. Absolutely. And, and Calvin, you'll, you'll like this one. So consequences of, of not using AI, increased security risks. So AI enhances cybersecurity. Company, companies not using AI may be more vulnerable mm. to cyber threats and data. Oh, breaches. yeah. We could do a whole separate <laughs> podcast episode on how much AI is changing the game in terms of cybersecurity. Interesting. Because, I mean, I'll give you a, a brief synopsis of what's going on, but the pattern recognition in AI is becoming so good that they're able to use AI to anticipate cyber attacks sometimes before they even happen. It is what happens wow. is the AI is so good at recognizing what happens before a cyber attack that it'll say, oh, this device is acting unusual. Mm. This device is asking for permissions that it has never asked for before. This device is also trying to access certain files that it's never accessed before. And if we put all of these pieces of the puzzle together, we can tell that this endpoint is compromised and is mm. going to mm -hmm. try to do something along the lines of, of a cyber attack very soon. So let's go ahead and shut down that device preemptively before maybe anything malicious has even happened yet. Nice. And I'm just, I'm, that's a very big summary with a lot of what ifs and, and whatnot, but that's basically what's happening in the world of cybersecurity today is both sides, red team and blue team, both good guys mm -hmm. and bad guys, mm -hmm. both have access to this new AI technology and they're both utilizing it to the fullest extent to try to get uh, a leg up on the other one. Really interesting. And I like that because of that, that leads me to the next one, which is under uh, utilizing data. Right. So, for example, let's say I have, I have a marketing campaign. I have 10 different marketing channels that I'm leveraging and I can get the results, get ad budget, spend click through rate, leads, all the, the marketing data from those various channels. And I could put it into to, to AI and have it look at the data, analyze it and say, stop doing these two channels right here. It's, it's not profitable. It's not bringing you money. Do focus on these channels right here. And then the, the, the last two channels increase the budget so you can mm. see a, a, a better return, right? And so all that can be done in, what, 2.5 seconds. Some of the industries that are adopting it and are seeing a, a good return is banking is one. Actually, let's take a step back. So here's some highlights and key impacts when it comes to revenues. Between, so McKinsey, 
said that the potential of companies increasing profits and, and revenue could contribute between 2.6 trillion to 4.4 trillion to global corporate profits annually. Whoa. Another one is increase in productivity ranging from 15% to 40% compared to previous AI technologies. And this has to do with customer support, marketing, sales content generation, and, and software coding. Retail and consumer packaged goods companies could also see uh, benefits with potential increases in operating profits, 400 billion to 600 billion each year. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my conspiracy hat for just a, <laughs> a brief moment here, when I say that you probably noticed that there's not a lot of government regulation around AI, right? The government has basically just said, hey, go for it, figure it all out, and and it's the only people who are even trying to govern the use of AI are the companies who are offering it themselves. Mm -hmm. They're their own safety standard and safety net, so to speak. And one of the reasons why I think that's the case is what Brian just mentioned. Think of how much the GDP is going to increase when everybody adopts the use of AI. Mm -hmm. It's going to stimulate, the economy is going to grow AI, is going to make some big changes to how we do work. And if we incorporate it correctly, and it does what it's supposed to do and doesn't, I don't know, turn on us like the Terminator, <laughs> we're going to see a lot of benefits. And I think that people at the top of the food chain realize that and realize how, you know, much AI is going to help stimulate the economy and so forth. And I think it's one of the reasons why there's been a lack of scrutiny on it and for the most part. Yeah, I agree with it with you in there. And again, the consequences of not using AI, to, to me, this reminds me of when I first got into marketing, which was 2011, Yahoo and Bing still had market share when, when it came to search, right? Like only 70% of people were using Google. Google, so, yeah. How do you advertise when it came to local marketing, newspapers, commercials, but the, the majority came from Yellow Pages, right? I didn't do this because I was probably too young, but I know... Hey, if I wanted to go to find a, if I'm just moving to a new area and I wanted to find a dentist, I went to Yellow yep, Pages. Yellow Pages. Looked it up, and there was a lot of companies that didn't believe in search engine optimization and marketing online and having a website. And a lot of those companies struggled for a while until it was too late. Once they tried to adopt it, it was too late. Their competitors had already taken up the market. Right. They'd already had that brand recognition by the time that they tried to transition. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's a similar concept, right? Similar analogy. Hey, by the time we try to adopt this technology, our competitors are, are light years ahead of us. And so now we're just on a, on this on the sinking ship. Yeah, you won't get those years of, of, of productivity back. The gap, yeah, the gap is, is yeah. too large. Your competitors who have been using AI for five plus years who increase their productivity by, I don't know, five 10 times, maybe that's a little bit dramatic, but even just like a no, 50% increase. 15 to 40%. Yeah, like 15 <clears throat> to 40% increase in their productivity. And then you try to catch up five years later. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to be digging yourself out of a deep hole. Yeah. And so here's some of the reasons why companies uh, choose not to use it. One is cost, technical expertise. I think that was my, mm -hmm. my example that mm -hmm. I had. Data privacy and security, ethical and bias issues. So we, yeah. we all understand where that's going, understanding it, and then the, the awareness of it, and integration challenges. That's probably got to be a big one. 
for now. I yeah, mean, it's going to yeah. get better. Reliability, interest, not really sure. Hey, if, especially for old school, like old school people, they're like, I don't, I don't need no robots or anything like that. But somebody that like is younger, like Calvin, that grew up with technology his whole life. Yep, yep. And then compliance issues. Out of all those, I, I personally think that it's the understanding and the awareness. Because as I'm learning more and more, there's certain like apps and integrations within AI that can be used specifically for your needs, right? So there's one for like law. So like lawyers can get involved with using it. There's one for for resumes, right? One for obviously marketing strategies, but there's a plethora of apps that can be specific to an industry's need or even all the way down to the actual job position, right? So that you can leverage. But then also I think too, like that, what's, it's always, again, going back to seeing time as money, it's hard to see an ROI that is not directly correlated with actual dollars, right? Yeah. So what, what are some of the reasons that you personally, that would stop you from wanting to use it? I think that the cost thing, it really depends what industry you're in, right? Because I think that some industries will have trouble with cost because developing AI can be very expensive. If you are in the tech field, ChatGPT is not going to do anything for you if you're a tech guy who's needing to use AI for pattern recognition or coding or, or something a little bit more complex. But AI does exist for those types of things if you have the funds to research, develop it, or partner with other companies that do, right? So I think that cost is going to be a little bit of a stumbling block, at least for a little while. But there are a lot of easier ways you can start to implement AI into your workflow, especially for like the sales, the marketing folk. There's some really obvious ways you can include it, like in your emails, your blog posts, your eBooks, or the content that you create on the website. Those are just the, the easy ones that anybody could pick up and start doing. I think that as AI continues to evolve over the next five, 10 years, those other higher forms of pattern recognition are going to slowly become more and more available to us. Mm -hmm. But if you want to be ahead of the curve, it might require uh, a significant upfront investment. But from what we've talked about so far, I think it's safe to say that you should do some research into what your competitors are doing. Yeah. There's a good chance your competitors are already doing it. I know a lot of companies that are already incorporating AI into what they do, especially on the cybersecurity front. Yeah. If you go and type in cybersecurity, go and look at some of the top companies that come up, and then go to those companies' websites, and I guarantee you that AI slash machine learning will be up front and center <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. on 99 out of 100 of those top cybersecurity companies. So there's a good chance that your competitors are already making that upfront investment. And if you haven't considered doing the same yet, you really should look at the ramifications of what not hopping on that train is going to cost you because yeah. it's it's there's a reason everybody's doing it. There's a reason your competitors are doing it. They're seeing an ROI. And if you're the type of person who needs to see those numbers first, I understand that uh, it's one of those things. It's risk reward yeah. and, and you have to figure out what's best for you and your business. But it definitely seems to be the case that a lot of people are adopting it on the cybersecurity front. Can't speak to all the other industries, but cybersecurity is definitely a front runner in terms of organizations that are adopting AI. What about you, Chuck? What are, what are some things that would keep you from using AI? I, I use it a lot for image creation. We talked about Adobe, but also Midjourney creates really cool imagery. A few months ago, it just was a toy, but now I could actually use it in production because it's gotten so much better. It just wasn't there yet. Yeah, mm. the, you, you generate an image of a human that had six fingers and 
three arms. The hands. I saw. I see a lot of that on X with the fact checkers. They're like, this image is AI. Look at look at the hands. Look at the hands. Yeah, look at. And his. sometimes you can even tell when there's no humans in the picture. AI just has this kind of like glossy feel yeah. sometimes, like mm. the uncanny valley. And a lot of people can tell just by looking at it. Oh, that's. AI. Now, now that's quickly changing. Uh, Talking about Mid Journey version six of last week. Now it takes care of most of that. And mm. it's amazing how like version five to version six is leaps and bounds better. Now to answer your question, okay, not only would I hesitate because I don't think it's quite there yet, even though that's changing quickly. Can we discuss the elephant in the room? That is, what if AI gets too smart and it takes over the systems of the world and there's no way we can quote unquote unplug it? It would require basically every government and every tech <laughs> business in the world to unplug their servers and destroy them to, because AI isn't just this single bot, right? The single robot somewhere that we're all accessing. It is going to be, it's going to infiltrate every system, every country of, of the world if it, if it hasn't already. And so it's not something it's that like, we can like Ultron. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that's like, like, that's what I call AI Ultron. So what do we do about that when it, be, and this is the fear. I'm not saying that, this will happen, but this is the fear that some people have is that it gets so smart that it just doesn't see the need for humans anymore. And it can just alter our systems in a way that isn't beneficial to, to humans and society. Yeah. And it sounds really sci-fi, but it does. at the end of the day, it has concerned me how there is a lack of scrutiny from our government and from governing bodies to say, Hey, here are some regulations that need to be put in place for AI. And in general, and normally I, I, don't like the government oversight too much Same, but yeah. but in this case sometimes, sometimes it is so the example i think of is was it google i think it was google maybe facebook somebody created uh, a boy bot and a, and a girl bot that would could talk to each other and two different ai kind of infrastructures that would communicate with each other and then they ended up making their own language that doesn't exist elsewhere and then talking to each other in that <laughs> language, and then we have no ability to understand that language, right. and that was completely. Did they unplug it? I think so. <laughs> That's it was unexpected though. So they're going, wait a second. These top top AI developers are going. This did something that we did not expect it to. Yeah, that's crazy. That is scary. So the fear is that even if AI isn't malicious in and of itself, that malicious humans will utilize yeah. AI in a way and kind of program and and, and really point AI into evil directions and into mm. destructive. Yeah. What you directions. just said, I think is more likely, I think AI could go rogue and, and do its own thing, but more likely what will happen first is you're going to see malicious intent from humans using AI first. Yeah. And that's going to be very scary in terms of stealing your information, stealing credit card information, hacking, identity theft, all, all of those things could be exacerbated by AI. Even right now, anybody can get online they can, and this is what's happening with the elderly. They're, they'll, they'll make a, they'll, they'll make a voice that sounds yeah. like somebody's granddaughter. Yeah. yeah. And they'll go on and they'll yeah. have a conversation mm -hmm. over the phone with grandpa. Hey, yeah. I, I need your help. I need, I'm stuck. I'm in trouble. I need money. I need your credit card. Whatever. And then the AI also makes a fake website. And Ooh, so wow. think, oh, you know, you think it's legit because they'll send you a link and it'll take you to a website that looks exactly like another company's website and that's already happening too all of those things combined like ai with the voice with the art with the images with the websites with the graphic design all of that can combine to yeah create compellingly realistic scenarios that could easily fool even the most tech savvy people today here's one example real quick is that you can right now we can get on our laptop and we can tell ai to write a children's book 
about a bear on his adventures in the forest. And then it'll write a, a book and he say, that's not quite right. It'll write it again. And this is within seconds. Okay, now add in a little girl who becomes friends with this bear. Okay, now you've got a pretty well-written children's book. You can tell it to divide it up into pages. Then you could tell it to make prompts for all of the illustrations. You take all of the text prompts that AI has generated, you put them into Dolly or one of these other, you know, Mid Journey, for example. Yeah. Now it's creating this story in illustrations. And then you can combine it together. Then you could train AI to, to use your voice to create an audiobook so it sounds yeah. just like you, yeah. indistinguishable of you. And now you're all of a sudden within, I would say, an hour. You can have something that could be published. Yeah. Okay, I still maintain that we're not quite there because it's going to still be something that looks yeah, like. Yeah, they don't need improvements. It'll need yeah. improvements, but by the time eventually, though, by the time some of these listeners that are listening to this podcast right now are listening to this podcast, maybe six months from now, it might be completely. It might be there, and it might not require two or three different programs, different platforms. Yeah. There might be one central location where you could just go say, "Write me a children's book about this and illustrate it." Make sure all the characters look the same and then consistency. Put it together, format it, get it ready for print. Yeah. Make an ebook, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Post it to Amazon or wherever, and tomorrow you're selling these things. Like yeah. that's that very near future. So imagine, and that's just a very tiny example. Mm -hmm. Imagine what creation, content creation is going to become 10 years from now. Yeah. I saw an example. I don't know if it was like a, a guy trying to, or a company trying to sell or part of the marketing strategy, but. He had showed how he had made an ebook within a couple hours and then ended up selling it. Had, like you said, pictures and everything. And over the last three months, they made like 59000 from it. From something uh, that took one hour? Yeah. Interesting. And so I, I think the, so to, to your point, your, the fear part of, of what you guys said, but then I think the other part of what makes people a little bit nervous is, hey, is that ethical? Mm -hmm. Is that ethical? And I would argue that it is because i'm still the creator of it I'm, i still it's like a it's like a car the car is just a tool for me to go from point a to point b i still have to get in i still have to drive it i still have to put gas in. i still have to take care of it i still have to do all these things and i think that's another reason why people are hesitant it's oh it's not really your work same thing with the whole with the, with the teachers and and homework it's did you write it or did you not i, <laughs> I think once society has that defined right like or ownership ownership and... exactly yeah this the, going back to the, the car example like once that's defined and people say okay you know what you're right even though the the tool did the execution of it from a usage standpoint like you still use the tools so we deem this your property your content etc etc my aunt who's a professor at a, a university here she told me that all of a sudden the she called them the jocks in her classes are writing the most <laughs> wonderful papers with the biggest vocabulary and she says she specifically talked about the jocks because she goes this is the first time that these particular students have written anything that was coherent and <laughs> let alone with this amazing vocabulary. I said, they're not going down to the library and going through the card catalog to find a book and then opening it up and copying it. They're using AI. And she goes, what's AI? I said, this is artificial intelligence, blah, blah, blah. One way that they're, some of them are, are trying is, okay, yeah, you wrote this really great essay, but now let's put it aside and I want you to talk to me about it. Let's have yeah. a conversation about it. And for 10 minutes... I want to know everything about that thing that you wrote through AI. That's good. Do you really understand it? Do you understand yeah. the concepts behind it? Can you put it in your own words? Yeah. So there are things that 
the education space is going to have to really figure out because yeah. it's such a game changer for students, right? I, I like that idea of saying, okay, we, this is a tool. We know that it's here and we see that it's here to stay. So let's also adapt and adapt on our side as well. And I like that too. Maybe we'll grade you on a certain style of how you mm-hmm. how it's created, but then also maybe that's eighty percent of the grade, and then the twenty other twenty percent is the conversation. Yeah, have. and I read that that teachers were using a certain AI to check to see if their students' work was yeah. generated by AI, yeah. and so AI was helping them like detect AI. Mm-hmm. But then another AI comes out that says. <laughs> We're going to make it un- undetectable. It's just yeah. like indistinguishable. It's chess. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes the, sometimes those tools will pick up human writing. Like it's not even yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes that's, they'll that's... pick up regular human writing and flag it as AI. Yeah. And then somebody who wrote their essay themselves gets in trouble for no reason. Right. To wrap things up, we, we talked about the consequences, right? The benefits and gave some stats. And any any company that is or any individual that's looking to get their their fee weight here is a couple of things that they can they can do first thing is just education educate mm-hmm. yourself understanding your needs and saying hey these are my goals these are my needs is there a way that ai can help me to accomplish this right here's my daily life here's my daily task where and how can i use ai to to help me accomplish those goals Another thing is consult experts. After my first example, I went and started following a few people on social media and getting tips and started to watch. I watched a ton of AI videos of how to use prompts, how to to, to make AI. You it's know, a whole industry all of a sudden. Oh, like, oh, it is. It is. Prompt yeah. writing. Yeah. People sell their prompts. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, and their services of writing prompts. Yeah. I've, I've downloaded a lot from like free ebooks and stuff just mm-hmm. like they're this is about her research that i did not put into this and the time i put into it and so now i even have prompts because i within my workflow i already have prompts saved so i can just copy and paste boom copy and paste boom the ones that were successful so yeah. it's always testing the waters and, and whatnot but yeah i would say follow the gurus and they put um, the amount of time into it like these were the early adapters so they know in and out what's going on and then follow the thought leaders in your specific space when it comes to updates. So we talked about Adobe, right? Mm-hmm. You can go and find an Adobe expert that is the go-to for, hey, Adobe updated their their technology. These are things that it can do. And then pilot, do a pilot, test it out. As a marketer, for example, you can try to write a blog post that is done by AI and then post it and see the type of engagement mm-hmm. that you get. But the next thing you want to do is talk to your company as far as like just ethical and, and legal considerations. We have mm-hmm. a few newsletters that come out about using AI. And, and so you just want to make sure that you stay compliant and and, and yet bring it up to your boss or your, your team and, and just lay out a plan and say, hey, these are some things I've been looking at. This is how I think AI can help us out. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's do a pilot. Especially when you frame it as an increase in productivity. Yeah. Because that's what they want to see. They want to see the increase in ROI. And if you can show the research that's been done, the projections about the increase in productivity, I think that's going to be the support you can lean on to yeah. say, hey, this is, this is real. This is going to help us. And if we don't consider this we were at risk of falling behind yeah mm-hmm. yeah and, and a good if i could do this all over again which i did a little bit but not to the extent that we're talking about it now but i would have you know done the research 
used try to create a lot of different examples of of content like infographics ebooks blog posts and have it all documented and say hey mm-hmm. this look look how much content i got done in a week we appreciate your listen we hope that you uh, enjoy our other episodes and uh, we'll see you soon